and welcome to Talking Oscars. I'm your host, Aziz Twijeri, and um, there's no pun today because why, dear guest? Well, um, we are talking about the 2018 Oscars. We're being very topical and talking about mm-hmm. the Best Picture nominees, and also throwing in some, uh, throwing in our own predictions, see who's going to win. But mostly, the bulk of the episodes, we're going to be talking about the Best Picture nominees, all nine of them. I am Robert Beach, and I am here with... His girlfriend, Sarah Case. Yes. <laughs> right next to me. Sitting in literally the same room. That's awesome. Uh, it's uh, It's been a pleasure, guys. And uh, it, and it's, it's been great preparing for this podcast. You, this is It's funny because this is the first year where I didn't actually seek out all of the nominees for some reason. Even though it's actually more varied this year. But for some reason, none of them excite me. As they did the year before the year before. Plus, that. there's like oh, one less yeah, too, it's, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's like it's this much easier to watch nine films than ten. Mm-hmm. But so like half of these are like, eh, yeah. they're they're like you can skip if you want. It's not that big a deal. I mean, let's be real. You can skip every single movie. It, it's not really nobody cares. And <laughs> in, in, in the in the grand scheme of life, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Let's all believe in nihilism. Yeah. Nothing matters. Uh, let's just uh, hit export now. And exactly. Like, this let's, is a podcast. Uh, uh, wobble of a dub dub. Getting a three-minute podcast, uh, damn it. You're going to like say. it. Y'all want to skip the shape of water? <laughs> uh, I just referenced Rick and Morty. Kill me now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know Rick is smart because he makes fun of everybody. Yeah. and Everyone's uh, an makes, asshole but me. hates everything. Our purpose is to watch Yeah, Oscar exactly. Movies. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? I thought this was the Rick and Morty out, uh, hour show. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Anyways. Let's talk an hour about Rick and Morty, even though it's a half-hour show. Nominate Rick and Morty for an Oscar animation. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, there is a specific show that takes an hour and a half to dissect a 20-minute episode. So. I believe it. Anyways, <laughs> so speaking... So, good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Pictures. I don't... You know, it's not a good segue. I just want to segue. It is a But segue. anyways, so, Best Pictures. So, overall, the impression is... Um, I'm not saying uh, this year has been uh, – this year is not bad, but this year doesn't have any energy to it. Does that make sense? There, there's a lot of there's a lot of good films last year, but none that, were, that, that would, like, I guess you could say, like, stand the test of the time, I guess you can Y'all say. Y'all sleeping on the shape of water, just tra- trashing all these movies like this. Well, it's just one film. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trashing. No, no, I meant – Excuse me. I'm not saying like all of the movies are like uh, bad or no, like, no. like, but it's just there's nothing. Uh, when I came out of the movie, I didn't go just fist pumping like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this every year forever. after like, this or, okay, or like, a, like yeah. 10 years later. It's like, I'm going to revisit that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, there's only one movie that gave me that energy last year, which was Good Time. Huh. And I'm not going to shut up about the movie ever, ever, ever. Is ever. it nominated for an Oscar? No, oh, I'm sorry. You can't no. talk about it here. Not allowed. Damn it! <laughs> the it's 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 forbidden. I'm by taking the law. your show away from you. <laughs> They're gonna arrest you. The, the, the podcast police is gonna handcuff me. Never go off topic. It's just not allowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, so um, we're gonna. Um, uh, I, th- I think it's better to talk about each movie individually, and then at the very end, we list off if you don't like uh, which which one. Like, even if it doesn't really strike you as something that you're gonna remember forever, but at least. Your favorite, if, um, if that we makes sense. We can detail a favorite. So, we can also talk about it as like, should you go see it mm-hmm. even after the, the uh, Oscar rush? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Real point blank, like binary answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to be honest, except with the exception of one movie, I think you should watch every single one of them. These movies, um, 
they don't give the, there's not a lot of like I said there's not a lot of excitement behind mm-hmm. me like I'm like pushing these movies but it's like it's just like the idea these movies even exist in the first place just blows my mind especially like uh, three of them yeah or actually four of them but yeah I like it's just uh, I'm happy they exist mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, even though like I said I'm not gonna watch them again but I'm just happy they uh, they got they, they got, got made they, they got their limelight mean and mean something yeah yeah exactly yeah that's good so anyways let's start with Call Me By Your Name by Luca Guadagnini, oh. or uh, I think, uh, anyways, but yeah. So, uh, I, I, usually I want to uh, let the guests start <laughs> talking about the movie first. So, you guys go ahead, talk about the movie, then I'm going to talk oh, about boy. it. Oh, boy. I right. think we're going to run into the trap of, like, okay, when are we going to be talking about spoilers? Because, yeah. oh, boy, because there, there's, like, a couple of moments where it's, like, this is really weird at the very end. Um, I think a few minutes j- talking about general because it, I think every movie you can sum up some parts of it and some of it not because some like uh, a lot of them are just oh the basic concept of it is already obvious so anything that's beyond the basic concept let's say spoilers and then talk about the movie okay. How about that fair enough so yeah call me by your name is a romantic film mm-hmm. between a seventeen year old boy. And a PhD student who looks to be at least at least pushing thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like at end of the end of this yeah. graduate studies PhD student. Yeah. Set in the eighties in uh, northern Italy, correct? I think northern Italy. Yeah, yes, well. I know it's in the countryside of Italy. I don't know which part of Italy, but that's it's what beautiful. I mean. It's yeah. Italy, so it's it's expected. Yeah, Tuscany, maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a city in Italy. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's like northern Italy. It's you know. That's where you get to run around in Assassin's Creed 2. Shut up. <laughs> That's how I know these things. Thank you, video games. Mm-hmm. But Call Me By Your Name, a PhD student visits, well, uh, stays for the summer with a professor and his family and uh, does some research and starts to hang out with uh, the professor's family. And then, oh gosh, Timothy Charlemagne or Char- Charlemagne. Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> Chatamay, right? Or Charlemagne? Char- I, I... Charlemagne, did you take a history class? <laughs> Saruman. Saruman, yes, Timothy exactly. Saruman. <laughs> I can't, I, it he, sounds French. I'm Timothy sorry. He's, he, 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 he... Oh, yeah, no, he is He is French. He's American with a French last name. All right. All right. So, anyway, Timothy Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> to reiterate Saruman, mm-hmm. yes, he's a. Uh, I don't know, brooding teenager mm-hmm. at this point, doesn't know what he's doing with his life, hanging out with kids, girls like him. Yeah. And then this PhD student comes into his life and is like, I don't know how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. He's okay, I guess. He's taking over my uh, my bed. <laughs> and then, like, it's suddenly it becomes like far more romantic between the two. Like, mm-hmm. he's starting to have a little more like feelings for him. Then it just evolves into like an actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts? Yeah. I mean, without spoiling it, yeah, pretty much. That's that's pretty much a good synopsis of the movie. And mostly, well, yeah, 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 without spoiling it. Without spoiling it, yeah, it, it was it was a nice, pleasant film. Like like once they reach past the point of like, oh, you're into me. Yeah, I am into you. Like, okay, like let's spend like ten minutes of the film just just like being away from each other, and then like suddenly make the realization of like. Nah, we're 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 gonna get kiss a lot together. It's gay. It's very gay. That's the point. I mean, like it, it feels like a coming of age story yeah. about like a first romance, but that that added a uh, veneer of uh, it being your sexuality. discovering your own yeah. sexuality. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that added veneer made it 
different enough to be considered for for like an Oscar film. It, mm. it felt like because it's like you know this I, I would never like see out this film, but like I'm kind of glad I did. It's like oh this is nice and pleasant, mm-hmm. but just like that last third of it just just makes it far more interesting. Yeah, because it also del- delves into um, oh I, I, I like it obviously it's in the 80s and it's it's in the pre AIDS epidemic mm-hmm. 80s. And it delves more into, well, you can't really be outwardly gay. And and it's like, well, you have these experiences and then you like go off and get married with a woman. Right. Have like actual, as what they call beards. Yes. This is, I don't know. It's interesting because it's a movie that probably wouldn't even have been made 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Like I wasn't, wasn't like Brokeback Mountain out 10 years ago and it was a big deal. Around that time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People were like, is America ready for, you know, gays in the movies? And it turns out it was fine, but, you know, now this movie comes out and it's, it's I don't know, there's things to say about it, but I don't know, the, hmm, hard to articulate. It's a net positive yes. of a film, because there was, there was some, like, questionable concept for me there, or, or just, just like, how it, I don't want to say, like, treats this women. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to get into without spoilers, but the, there, there was stuff about the, the women, there was stuff about the age gap. There, I mean, the movie was a little bit uncomfortable. It was less to do with the the sexual content and more to do with some stuff that was tangentially related to. Yeah, it. like a, yeah. how the men of the, the, the three main men of the film um, relate to the women of their lives. Yeah, but you, I mean, at the same time, you could also kind of excuse that a little bit with it being the '80s and not being able to be out. So it's like you have to. You have um, to conform back to society yes, if you want to continue if living. If you're gay in the '80s, you have to. Well, I don't know if you have to, but it's difficult to not use women to, to conform, I guess. At the same time, exploring that, it's, it's I don't know, uncomfortable to watch. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you kind of understand it, I suppose. Right, right. Any um, thoughts, Aziz? Yeah. I mean, uh, one, one major thought is that this movie, um, I don't know if it would cut on the magic, but if it was 20 minutes shorter, I would have appreciated it even more because... I understand the uh, the scenery, the build up, and all of that, but I felt the I was more interested in uh, them trying to get together instead of just watching Timothy Chalamet brooding. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Because <laughs> yeah, once yeah. he actually started having the chemistry between Army Hammer and himself, and then at the scene at the very end, I'm like, I'm way more interested. I'm more engaged, especially like. Um, my favorite part is Michael Stilberg, like this, just the this professor, amazing yeah. dad, especially as the scene at the very end. It's like that was good uh, and also kind of weird for me. Yes. Yeah, like, oh gosh. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe. Um, yeah. not, let's not talk about okay. it, but it's just in the end, um, I'm just upset that he, uh, Army Hammer got the nomination instead of Michael Stilberg. He, because mm. he, he, um, whatever you feel about, like again, the characterizations of the characters and all of that is just. The movie just plays it as it is. It's a movie right. like it's not saying, um, it's not saying, oh, this is right or this is wrong. It's just stated in factly. It's like that's how life is, and that's how for uh, it's it's um, it's unfortunate for the characters involved, mm-hmm. but that's how how it all was back in the day. So, thinking of more like putting our personal feelings and like what like what we would have done, you know, like in hindsight onto those uh, characters rather than like seeing it as like, well, this is a story being told to us. Right, so to speak. Also, do come at it from like a 2018 perspective. Exactly, like like over 30 years. Yes, I think that's the point, though. I think the point is to have a movie like this movie in 2017, 2018, and say, 
this was matter of fact leave this was that's that's how it was um 20 not is it yeah 35 years ago actually yeah and yeah uh and uh yeah and it's just like like i said it's it's uh the move it's the idea that the movie this this is a technically a quote-unquote a romeo and juliet story where the people are not allowed to be together Right, but you know, like the the outside forces were you know controlling it and, and like telling them not to do that, or it, it's not apparent, it's not evidence saying that. There's not a lot of like, uh, oh gosh, I didn't really see a lot, a lot of like anti-gay um, developments at all, or like any, anything insisting on like, oh, being gay is bad kind it's of thing. Kind of always, it's kind of always there, like hanging out at the edges of the film, like it never kind of shows itself. Right, right. You know, it's, it's more 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 so their own anxieties about it, yeah. and like, what if they find out? It's implied but not overt. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I, I. Like I said, I don't have any knowledge of like how it was back in the eighties. Like whether it, it whether it, Italy was that homophobic <laughs> or is it just that oh you can be in the secret you can be that in secret but not outwardly. It's uh, like for me, like I, I like "Call Me by Your Name," but if it was shorter, I would have liked it. And but Michael Storberg was great. But I mean, uh, I think you can say that about like every film, th- pretty much nowadays. It's <laughs> like every film is like at least two hours. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, some movies work in the two work fa- like the two hours work favorably and uh, work work, uh, work in their favor, right. but not others. Like this, like I said, this movie took l- too long to set up the character even though like for me i would have known him in like uh, maybe it's timothy chalamet is so good i just knew him instantly for the first five minutes you didn't need the extra 30 minutes to extra to set him up even further you know what i mean right right it's it's just like him brooding it it kind of felt like oh gosh manchester by the sea last year or it's just no manchester by the sea is uh completely different the movie itself is about being broody (laughs) (laughs) no it was more so like like casey affleck's uh performance in that where it was it was just sad and like moody all the time it just reminded me of that it's one of my favorite movies of that year really 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 like that movie uh yeah i really liked it i mean i didn't like it like i enjoyed it but you know you know a really interesting story to look at and like how, how people handle grief yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I mean, okay, so it's not fair of me to compare this to Moonlight, but it's it tackles the same subject of accept- uh, being accepted in your own community. But I thought in Moonlight, they handled the matter of the shame better, mm. I guess. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it was uh, far more It's more interesting. It's not about also overt. It's just way more interesting. It's may, w- it's, a, it's a poor black guy, not mm-hmm. like a, you know, rich Italian. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, no, it is. No, it, it that's what, what's one of the reasons I'm interested in Moonlight. It's like even the oppressed can be oppressors. That's one of the, ta- uh, one of the themes of the movie and i like it just grossed me deeply into it and how like in societies that where oh you should be you should be accepting of other people because you're being um pushed away but you're still pushing away other people and it's just but for me like i said this movie is just uh, like i I don't i i I hate to uh, just uh, attack a movie for not being bold but that's that's what it is unfortunately it's 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 a good movie, but it's not bold enough. If that makes sense. Bold so. in as in like what way? What's a plot development you would say? I don't. I I I honestly don't know. It's just like I said. It's it's a good movie. But there, there wasn't uh, that like, like something said, like, that Cassie... gave that that like that accent 
to that uh, yeah, sentence, I, I, would I, I I'm not saying it's uh, bold as in, oh, let them be in danger or whatever, but I mean uh, bold as a movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, movie making a statement. That, that's what I meant in the beginning when I say a lot of these movies don't have that. Because I... Like, I'm that asshole who's like, where's the statement in the movie? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Where's the message? <laughs> what are we supposed to take away from it? It's like, well, yeah. shit was bad in the 80s yeah. and you had to do this, so like, here it is. <laughs> but yeah, a, a slight tangent. I met Michael Stolberg in uh, Sundance. Wow. And he was very delightful. He seems like cool. a delightful bearded man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. He, he, he was uh, clean shaven when I met him. So that was cool. <laughs> I right. met a lot of people at Sundance. Humble wow. bragger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, but the most important person was my best friend. Aww. Exactly. And now, speaking of best friends, another good segue, Darkest Hour. Oh, boy. What yes. does that have to do with best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Who's best friend? La- uh, uh, That's the, the joke. Uh, <laughs> fine, fine. Just call me out. No, no Simpsons No Simpsons memes on my Not podcast. No. About. It's a reference, not a meme. Thank you. It's a meme now. It's a meme. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> Anyways, so do you really need to talk me. about this movie, yeah. though? Like, like we went... This is, like, this is my lowest moment, honestly. Yeah. Your darkest hour? God. Thank yes. you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, no, let's no. hit stop wait, right wait, now wait, and wait, leave. Wait, <laughs> Robert, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Now I'll slough my knee. Bow out, bow out, bow out. Slow clap. Yeah. There we go. Anyways, so Gary so, Oldman in a fat suit. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, which is which is gonna win him the Oscar for sure. He did not sound like he did not sound like Droopy the dog. Okay, you went with me on that joke last time we talked about. Well, you agreed with me. How dare you? How dare you betray me now? Because it was funny just to pull out the Droopy the dog. We fight on the beaches. We fight on the landing ground. That's gonna be one black man in the film, and I'm gonna listen to him for like one minute, and then like okay, now I'm cool with black people. The biggest sin this movie did to me, other than bore me to death, is that. They made Winston Churchill into this quirky character, just oh, like yeah. he wasn't. He was an awful man. <laughs> <laughs> Winston Churchill is just a lovable, quirky guy. He's yeah, and, and then he was—he's he, not sexist because he helped out his one secretary lady this one time. He's like, "No, you're coming into the war room with me, with all the men." Yeah. I know you're not allowed in there, but I gotta show you because, like, you—you you maybe thought of, think about like your 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 brother once. Maybe women have opinions. I know. Maybe. Yeah. Also, I'm. Nice to my wife in some scenes in this movie. That makes me sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Even though Gary but Gary yeah. Oldman and sympathetic to his wife, you know, it doesn't really gel too well. Yeah, see, I, I haven't even looked up what it is that Gary Oldman did, but I also kind of don't want to, so. Like, choked her and. Oh, fun. In front of the kids. and. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. another great actor ruined. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. All right. I, I love last year. <laughs> I, a lot of people that I like has been just. Uh, it's like, Whatever. well, let's move. Uh, I mean, but yeah, it's, you can it's look at it from this perspective, as and like I, I've been like thinking about it more. It's, it's like we don't need these people. There's just already so much media out there. Mm-hmm. We can have that ability to say like, I never want to see a Johnny Depp film again. That's that's fine by me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can just watch PewDiePie scream at uh, <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't want to watch him either. <laughs> mm. Anyway. So yeah, who, who? I mean, come on, let's be honest. Who wants to watch a guy who is uh, teetering on the edge of Nazism any second now? Pewdiepie, is he? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised Not... anymore. No, he is just uh, on the edge. He just on the edge. On the edge. edge. He, put, he, he made a few dog whistles and he did, did the whole like ironic racism thing. Oh, but so just like, real racism, but as a joke, you guys. Y- yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, like like there were some exactly, like actual exactly racism like there, like, but. Yeah. but some of the more overt, like, I'm going to dress up as a Nazi 
and like wear a MAGA hat kind of thing. Jeez. It's just big, big signaling to like, like ah, let's I'm I'm being I'm being a Nazi. Look how funny and quirky oh, this is. Virtue signaling, if you will. Oi, <laughs> oi. It's okay. She can say that she's a Jew. <laughs> Virtue signaling. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so uh, I I I can't. I, I'm. I, that's a pun of the show. That's the best pun talking Oscars have ever produced. I'm so Hands sorry. Up in the air. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. We should end the podcast right now. It can't. It can't be tough. No, I was telling you this in the in the car before. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, if I tell a pun, I think it's awesome. But so, when someone else tells a pun, I want to slit their throat. <laughs> okay. Well, up to just just you know like making. See, I was, see, I'm tracking up to 11. Okay, that, that, that's all. My, well, my point is, right, if guys, a pun is really good, you have to groan. A groan is just laughter. Guys, exactly. do, you know, yeah. do you know what's really, really, really the topic of today's show? Puns? Yes, not not the Oscar show. That's how, guys, that, uh, listeners, that's how interesting Doctor's Hour is. We're talking about puns. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's talk about uh, Robert, Gary Oldman in a fat suit some more. Yeah, uh, that's gonna win him the Oscar, Robert. What did you you said something about Darkest Hour in our messages, and that is oh god, yes. Um, yeah, this just go see Dunkirk. What was the phrase? Just go oh, see yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because it, 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 yeah, it, it yeah, kind of like like in the like oh gosh, like three fourths into the film, they actually like address Dunkirk. Yes. And it was like, well, you can just like easily just transition to Dunkirk right here, and just, <laughs> just like never return to this film. <laughs> Well, I don't know if we're doing spoilers at this point, but then the the end credits, you know, say what happened at Dunkirk, and I'm like, yeah, we know, we saw that movie. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> saw this one. If you want to see all the Oscar movies and you want to see Darkest Hour in Dunkirk, oh, uh, that's funny. Just buy two tickets to Dunkirk. Uh, but it's, it, it's it's just like two hours of like uh, just 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 arguing and just retelling an information. Granted, it, it's it's a biopic, but it's it's not entirely full of the biopic trappings like you would see. Where it's like going through his entire childhood and life and leading to the the Cliff's Notes version of his life. That like this third graders version of like who Winston Churchill was. Right. It's more like like okay, let, yeah, let's no, look at him for like uh, a two months of his life during Britain's darkest yeah, that's hour. That's one of the things I don't like about biopics, especially about especially famous people, mm-hmm. because I'm like, what do you know what's gonna happen? Who there's nothing interesting about this. Like the reason why based on true stories are interesting is because you've telling or in a movie, you're telling a true story that nobody has heard before. Like, wow, that's it. That's based on something that happened in real life. That's crazy. In the end, it's like, yeah, who cares? Winston Churchill won, helped win World War II with the Americans. Who gives a shit? I don't, I don't care. I honestly right. don't. <laughs> who cares? Who fucking, who fucking cares? Anyways, like you said, let's watch Dark Cooker instead, which is yeah. a really good movie, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, do you want to talk anything more about uh, Darkest Hour? I mean... God, no. Me? I, I, I thought there would be more to talk about, but I've okay. I've forgotten most of it already. <laughs> it's only Jesus. been like three days. It's it's honestly not because I've forgotten most about it, because I like I, I, I don't want to devote myself into a lesser movie. It's like, what's the point about talking about a movie that's like, yeah, just don't watch it in the end. It's, yeah. it's just a waste of everybody's time, in my opinion. I'm talking about other ones. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Like Dunkirk, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to talk about for the past five Okay, times. so Darkest Hour, don't watch. Okay, don't there we go. Call me by your name. Do yeah. watch. Okay. Yes. Yes. There we go. Anyway, so we're yeah. done with this segment. You try to work the word Kirk in there, but I it's I, 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 I tried to, like to, you know. <laughs> I, 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 that was, that was, that was my, you're, you're only thinking. other 
<laughs> transition, but I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You're thinking it's like, uh, was there an officer named Kirk in the yeah. movie? Uh, 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 <laughs> I mean, Star Trek, lots of people have done Kirk, but that's not what we're on about. Oh, again. <laughs> yeah. Again. Get used to it. Oh. Okay. All right. We'll uh, stay on topic uh, look, this time. That's a good pun, but it wasn't good as the previous one. I'm sorry. One. sorry. We'll <laughs> stay on topic this time. I promise. Um, Dunkirk. No, I, I we will because Dunkirk is a good movie. It's 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 one of it's it's the um my third favorite July movie. It's it's a very good theater film. Like just just go and watch it for theater. With great sound system. Yes. That's big important. ass screen. If you have to watch it at home, like have all your speakers plugged in, you know, flip on the surround sound, but get exactly. a big screen TV, go all out. Don't torn it and put it on your phone. You won't enjoy it as much. <laughs> Not a good plan. Uh, no joke. I think uh, I, my, one of my friends saw, tried to see Dunkirk in a plane, and I'm like, dude. Why? Dude, Why? <laughs> you have to, and you have no other time. Is it, it, it like one of those planes where it's like either with the, the screen at the, in the back of the seat in front of you, oh. or like a screen, like, oh gosh, like all the way in the front right next to the cabin the absolute best plane to watch a movie in is a plane that's got like three seats across and no screens and it's like an hour flight so you're interrupted every five minutes with the seatbelt coming on and seatbelt coming off and they come around with like 50 calories of pretzels to give you so you get interrupted every five minutes and you can't sit down and watch a movie mm-hmm. an hour that you're flying on your phone Best. No, the best uh, plane to watch this movie is to actually be on one of those World War II planes. Oh, yeah. And then experience Dunkirk <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> Dunkirk, the 4D experience. Just riding with my husband, uh, Tom Hardy. God. <laughs> True story. They actually rebuilt uh, an, an old World War II plane and just crashed it. That broke a lot of <laughs> museums' hearts. Great. I brought you into this life and I'm taking you out. <laughs> It's like with what uh, Quentin Tarantino did, uh, speaking of awful people, mm-hmm. uh, what he did with that guitar in uh, Hateful Eight. There you go. I don't remember that scene, but... Me neither, but I'll take his word for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he borrowed a guitar, like uh, Russell... Uh, not Russell Crowe, fuck. Kurt Russell's character. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's <laughs> in Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> He's singing songs. Uh, he played Samuel so L. Kurt Jackson. Kurt Russell's character... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh he my God! Wow. He played the Black what a, Union. News. What a downgrade! What a downgrade! <laughs> All right. Anyways, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So Dunkirk is a good movie. It's very cinematic. And uh, uh, the soundtrack is freaking yes. amazing. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't really like take much like away from the soundtrack. The sound, I mean, the soundtrack is definitely. It's more not like the sound design listening. where it was like, yes. oh damn, this is good. The, well, the soundtrack is great at like amping up the the like mm-hmm. anxiety of the movie, and it's got the yeah. it's got the like the the countdown ticking noises and all that, and it's it weaves in and out with the the simultaneous like land, air, and sea story. So it kind of like it kind of brings them all together and kind of keeps keeps like the time focus on point for each of them, so that you know like it tried to make sorry. it like a, like <laughs> one cohesive event. Yes. Whereas it was like oh the sea part took like a week, the air part took like an hour, yes, and the boat sequence took took a took a day and but they all like edited it together to make yes. it seem like it was all happening at once yes and and the soundtrack i don't know has kind of like similar themes for each of them so that it gives you the same amount of anxiety for each each kind of part of the story so that it seems like they're taking the same like amount of time even though they're not, even though they're not the soundtrack is a good unifying theme is the point that i'm trying to make. yeah um when i first watched it the first time like the non-chronological storytelling kind of confused me a bit i'm like wait what's going yeah. on and then I watched it for the second time a week later, and I appreciated it even more. And it's uh, it's still like the soundtrack g- g- still got stuck in my mm-hmm. head. Yes. I think I think a little bit of the story comes from the Inception influence, though. 
I think that's the it one thing. It is Christopher thing. Nolan. Yes, so. exactly. So it's like he wanted to do the the multiple story plots taking taking place simultaneously over different amounts of time, mm-hmm. but also have it kind of make sense in the real world, which, you know, I, th- I think it pulled off a little bit. Having yeah. having things divided between land, air, and sea where things naturally would take a different amount of time due to the speed of things makes he, sense. He's one of the auteurs where like I feel like, you know what, give him anything, let him do whatever he wants, let him make, um, let him make Interstellar. Have... have 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 an editor behind him though sometimes because yeah. I'm gonna disagree on Interstellar. <laughs> you don't it was it was long. It was long. All right, fine. Well, I'm a sucker Let's talk for about space Dunkirk. movies. So <laughs> it's kind of it's. Let's talk about Dunkirk. Fine, fine, fine. I'd rather talk about good movies. <laughs> okay. <Anyways>. Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I think uh, like the first half's confusion really paid off for the second yes. last half and or last, the last third, third yeah and it, like last third is really good like when everything just plays into yes. one another like um like the scene where the soldiers were like just being burnt alive just horrified me um where they're being drowned also like felt too mm. real um uh, i was actually kind of afraid i'm like because you know christopher nolan has a knack for practicality and i'm like how many people did you put in danger Jesus, i hope yeah i hope not a lot of people <laughs> I mean, we're not getting think pieces yeah, about I, his directorial style and how he likes to do stunts at this part of the game, whereas we are getting them for Quentin Tarantino. Maybe speaks to the fact that mm-hmm. hopefully no one died during the making of this yeah. film. Yeah, do your own stunts and uh, make sure you're not wearing any shoes. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of the Dunkirk's uh, opening, that uh, kid who took some other guy's dead shoes and it's like that's one of the things i appreciate about the movie it's like you know how uh uh it, like, like we said that in call me by your name it just told the story as a matter of fact mm-hmm. it, that's what happened with Duncan. it didn't really like, explain it that, that much that like happened. what is he doing like oh that's what he's doing he's stealing his shoes because yeah. he did yeah no i i love i loved the fact that oh it doesn't pass judgment on anybody's action it's just that this is what happens at war there's yep. like, these people are heroes not because they do heroic things but they survive because they mm-hmm. Yeah, they survived, and that's the end. That's even though technically, it's not really a spoiler. But eh, if you don't want to hear about what happened the very last moment of the movie, is that like when they got home, and it's like uh, Harry Styles' character, which he was good in the movie. He was really good. I could not I really pick him out him. from the crowd yeah, at all. Yeah. I didn't I, know who he was. He's the, he's the guy with uh, he's the guy with large eyes. That narrows it down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's, couldn't that be said of the oh, guy? Yeah, no, he's he's, he's he's the guy yeah. who's always upset. It's like he wants to uh, kill that. Kill the Frenchie, but anyway, they're always oh, upset. Okay. They're in a war. Everybody's <laughs> upset. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, no, it's like, oh, we didn't do anything. It's just like you, you just came home. That's that's it. That's uh, that's a good message. It doesn't try to be overly patriotic like a lot of movies. <coughs> American Sniper. <coughs> uh, they 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 they, they, uh, so they yeah. never mention Hitler or Nazis at no. all in Dunkirk. But whereas like Darkest Hour, it's, it's like Winston Churchill is just saying like, oh, I was I was right about Hitler the entire time. What the hell? What's Hitler wrong with you? Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a well, it's a. I love the movie because it doesn't fall. It, there's no story. Like that's why a lot of people that were upset about it. I remember they didn't like Dunkirk because there's not a lot of story. But I'm like, the story is them surviving. Like what? It's like it's like being upset about Mad Max for not having a story. It's like it, it's, the story is about them running from point A to point B. It's about how like you they take you from point A to point B and. Technically, this is point A to point B, then C to D, and then and try to interwine it right. in an in interesting way. But uh, in the end, the movie's good. Tom Hardy's great. Uh, uh, S- uh, Killian Murphy is that Cillian his name? Murphy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but anyways, he, he yeah. Was the, good the, oh in that oh movie. god, yeah. Oh, I forgot uh, about him. I like. 
because he, he he was fanatical. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess it's like, or, or, or just was, like shell shocked. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's another term it for was, it. It was it was it was believable. It's like you understood his actions without. I mean, you know. Oh gosh, what what was it he did? He like oh spoilers. It's it, it's a spoiler like what, what he did, but like he, he was brought on the boats and he, he was uh, oh gosh like fighting with one of the kids yeah and it doesn't go well oh god yeah <laughs> we're, we're surrounded by soldiers and, and like he shoves one of the kids and yeah end up dying yeah i'm pretty yeah yeah like it, he sustains like a serious head injury and dies and that that, that was the kid who, who was mentioning in, in earlier in the film yeah, that was the where kid. it's like i wanted to die a hero yeah more or was, less and it was, was like kid. well he was the kid that convinced the boat captain to go out to dunkirk in the first place i believe yeah 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 so it's like, I don't know, you understand Cillian Murphy's actions without necessarily condoning them. It's just, you understand that he's very shell-shocked, and he just come mm-hmm. from Dunkirk, Dunkirk, where he's been shot at this whole time, and I don't know. He's, he's thinking, like, let's not go back there. We're gonna get shot at again, and I don't want to do that, because I've been through mm-hmm. that already. So it's like, you understand, but at the same time, it's like, oh, this could have gone much better. But, you know, point being, good acting, shell-shocked. It was, yeah, it was just a, I guess the word you can use is harrowing. Yeah, yeah. It's a very anxiety-inducing movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the, the entire uh, battleship uh, sequence mm-hmm. where, where, where they were all on the boat, and oh, then, they, yeah. then it got, got bombed, yeah. and, like everyone's drowning, like Aziz mentioned earlier. But uh, that, that was just that was just rough. Yeah, because like that's that's like one of my personal fears, just just like death by drowning. Oh gosh. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it, uh, this movie actually reminded me one of my worst nightmares is that uh, I, I was some I don't know how I got stuck in, but I was stuck in a tunnel with a lot of water in it, and I was running out of breath. And oh it was Jesus! Freaking terrifying mm-hmm. me. Yes, yeah, yeah. It it, it was uh, it it was. I mean, I don't know if I, I'm just I get reminded scared easily, or is this that movie is really good? Is giving me PTSD without actually <laughs> going to freaking war. Oh God! It just you know what uh, the film kind of like gave me you know made me anxious or like scared watching it get out there you that's, go that's 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 what like uh, one just, oh, just like yeah. it, it, it's... god damn it no god damn it robert you ruined you had two good segues and you ruined the uh, joke god damn it. <laughs> anyways yeah good get out it was freaking great movie. Yeah, like a, so glad yeah. that so glad that uh jordan peele uh, jordan peele got nominated for an oscar mm-hmm. so glad I'm so glad. It's, it was completely unexpected. Like, it would get an Oscar, like, let alone, like, a film being out in February being a Oscar film. That's oh, yeah, true. no. Uh, I'm, I'm, I actually predicted that Get Out would get a Best Picture nomination okay. and a uh, Best Screenplay. I did not expect the Best Director, and I'm so happy. Wow. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, who would have thought the freaking Key and Peele <laughs> one, of, one of them a few years ago? Yeah, he's going to be an Oscar. He's going to be an Oscar nominee for a horror movie. Like, what? By the way, I was going to say, I was going to mention this. Like, the last horror movie that was nominated for an Oscar and getting a lot of attention was Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. I, th- well, yeah. I think what they have in common, though, is that they're kind of more thrillers than horror almost. Like, there's there's some horror elements. But most of it, most of it involves yeah. from the the you know the the mystery of what's going on, like the, the mm-hmm. anxiety of trying to figure out what's happening, rather than like just like the the shock and the the jumping of the, like a, a true like a true horror movie, I guess. 
And that I think, you know, wasn't that kind of like a problem with this movie where they were struggling with how to, to characterize it? They're like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a horror? Is it a thriller? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's look, let's be honest. It's not a comedy. Not really. It had one funny line, and that's it. All at the very end, yeah. It's gallows humor at best. Yeah, that's it. And it's like. Uh, I mean, you have the comedy relief character. Why... Like, I forgot what, what, what the was TSA his name. guy. The TSA guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some like uh, there's a video about like uh, asking Jordan Peele questions about Get Out, and one of them was like the fan theory that it was actually uh, uh, a, a fantasy, a daytime fantasy for the TSA agent that say, he saves his friend from his white girlfriend's family. Eh. <laughs> that's funny. No, but that's kind of a cop out. I, I <laughs> it's it's not believable, but it's I found it really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like by nature, like like using this film as like a vehicle to express your own anxieties like which like i'm not too familiar with the, the horror genre but i think it's, it's more of like you know like expressing society's anxieties oh, yeah. and projecting it in, in film oh yeah well i mean there's there's that there's that common there's a common strain where it's where refrain i suppose where you know godzilla is really about like the horrors of nuclear radiation mm-hmm. or like you can even see this with superhero films where it's like you know the superhero's origin stories comes from whatever the the societal atomic age at the time. and yeah. all that or yeah. war yeah like the hulk's from gamma radiation spider-man's from like you know biological manipulation and all that stuff um and then oh what was it somebody was somebody saying like zombies are a, are a fear of like commercialism yeah commercialism yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh vampires are fear of uh, the foreign yeah uh, and there's elements and then and then um i don't know certain genres of vampire fiction are also like a, a fear of like female sexuality a little bit mm. um just because oh i yeah i believe that just f- f- fear of sexuality in general yeah and then i don't know there's there's certainly the argument to, to be made that a lot of a lot of horror movies like stem from like racial tensions like I think, I think maybe that's maybe some of the inspiration for zombie movies as well. Just like having a horde of people whose whose culture you don't understand and you, who you believe are out to get you, um, and that being kind of some of the or the fear of multiculturalism, where yeah. they you know like they get near you enough and you start becoming them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Or point. assimilation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Assimilation. That's that's a good. There we go. For zombies. But then Get Out just makes it like explicit. Like this it's is a horror very movie overt, about yeah. racism. Yeah. It's literally just what it's yeah, about. Yeah. And. <laughs> And honestly, it's like a lot of my friend, like my friend, like my best friend, I love him to death, mm-hmm. but it's like he said that Jordan Peele was the least deserving director. And I'm Why? like, motherfucker, what? what? Yeah, because, yeah, because it's because he said it's not an Oscar movie. It's because he tried to argue it's a horror movie and it's uh, not a prestige movie or whatever. And I'm like, you're wrong. It's first of all, uh, uh, like, even if even if they're nominating Jordan Peele because of a uh, racial quota, technically i don't care because of all the directors even though i love del toro he is the most deserving director of the nomination because there's so many uh elements that is just there's the build-up there's the easter eggs there's the Mm -hmm. tension there's the like this movie is so well crafted Mm -hmm. i can't um it's really well done it's really well made and i'm very surprised that it did get an oscar nomination because of all these movies, like Dunkirk is the most, uh, this is the highest grossing, but the one that's the most popular is Get Out. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it, it's, it. it's very much a film. It's it's like okay, I'm gonna set up set up a bar, set up a mark where what I want to do, and he he just hits it. He he, he, he like executes yeah, he, he ex- it. What's just, what I'm gonna do? He just just passes by it like through in a light speed. It's just that the his. I, I, I'm honestly 
like I said, uh, just watching this movie, and I'm like, I'm very surprised because I there's a uh, I read a lot of uh, quote unquote Easter egg articles because I'm like, wait, a lot of people are obsessed about these clues. I'm like, ah, people are reading into this too much. <laughs> and then I saw the movie, and then I read the articles. I'm like, what? The, yes, what? That's <laughs> especially like one of one of the parts is about cotton picking, and I'm like, oh. I noticed that in the movie. And I'm like, that is ingenious. Wait, they pick cotton in the movie? Who picks cotton? Yeah, yeah. Well, huh? <laughs> in, in, oh, yeah, you, you didn't... No, we, no, no, no. Okay, so... So, spoiler in the movie, if you haven't mm-hmm. you, you watched it yet. Yeah, it, but if you haven't watched it yet. So, when he's on the chair all strapped, what saved him is, like, the, there's cotton inside the uh, cushions, so you had to pick him and then put him in his ear, you know? Oh, so my like, God, that part. Hypnotized. That was cotton shit. Yes. Oh. So this, the thing is, though, that the symbolism is that what what enslaved his ancestors saved him nowadays. And it's oh like, wow! Oh damn! That is yes. And I'm like, wow. That is that is. is I love I I love you. <laughs> That's Jeff. fucking that is, great. For me, I noticed that in the movie, and then there's other like elements, like uh, like oh, they're actually hinting that those those two uh, servants in the house were actually his parents like literally oh, from minute yeah. one uh, mm-hmm. the fact the fact that she's not mixing colored cereal with milk <laughs> and uh, oh man I the reason that. that she didn't want the cop to take his information not because she cared about his bit injustice so there won't be any paper trail proving that he went to the house right um, oh, and I'm God. like what what is oh my yeah so yeah so you, you understand my uh, I'm like this is this movie is really well made I'm like mm-hmm. yeah when I'm actually when I'm think when I'm talking about Get Out I'm actually yeah I'm kind of getting excited about it that's crazy <laughs> you weren't before <laughs> <laughs> no no I was but I mean you know I've had, I've watched that movie for so such such a long time oh ago. that's true but then I have my notes I have my notes now and I'm like wait yeah I I like this yeah what's going on it was like a year ago yeah. at this I, point <laughs> yeah I I thought you were talking more about the little Easter eggs as like a foreshadowing here and there. Like in the, the party where you oh. see a bunch of exes around of certain characters that do get departed. Murdered? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I do get... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, th- those are like small, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Just small background clues. But no, mm-hmm. uh, get, out have, ha- uh, get Out has them like interwined with the actual story and the actual dialogue. And it's a lot of fun. Um, I wish I, I saw Lakeith Steinfeld in the movie a lot because he's one of my favorite actors in nowadays. Uh, but yeah, he was good. He, I mean, he shouted the Tetrilier line, so that, that's all I wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. So the other uh, black guy in that neighborhood. Okay, the guy, the guy who, yeah. who's married to that uh, older white lady. Oh yeah. Yeah, that the guy one. With the hat. Yep. <laughs> the guy with the hat. Yeah. Yeah, he he was. I, I love him as an actor. I wish he had a more substantial role, but I guess what he else was it he as it in? Oh, he was in Short Term Twelve. That's the movie that made him famous. He was I haven't in, seen it. Uh, he is in Atlanta uh, as a Nigerian uh, friend, their Nigerian friend, and he's in a small role in uh, Straight Outta Compton. He he just played uh, Tupac in like two. No, not Tupac. Snoop Dogg in like a minute. He or was two Snoop Dogg. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Snoop Dogg wasn't there that long in that film, but uh, it was noticeable enough. To, like, you look like you're, like, a, like a, a child, <laughs> like child Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his Stanfield is he's a he's a good he's a great actor. Baby Snoop. Baby Snoop. Baby Snoop. 
But yeah, uh, but yeah uh, do you know what else? Uh, Lake Steinfeld, that starts with an L. Do you know what also starts with an L? Oh, Lady we're doing Bird. this right now? Okay. <laughs> Ladybird. I mean, Ladybird. But I mean, if you want to wrap up your thoughts with Get Out, I that's mean, fine you, by you, me. you, we, we, I think we hit all the marks or what mm-hmm. I wanted to mention about Get Out. But yeah, Ladybird. So Bird. yeah, watch this movie. Yeah, watch Get Out, watch Dunkirk, and also watch Ladybird. Because that, yes. that's, that's probably my pick really? for, for the favorite film. Okay. I. I I would say out yeah. of these nine. Out of these nine, I, I'd say so. Oh wow, that's uh, my mine hasn't come out yet. Yeah, it'll, it'll come up soon. Mm. You still waiting for that post? Lady Bird yeah. is one of those indie movies that I'm very surprised that's getting a lot of this attention. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen like that much buzz for it. Like when it released, and it's like, oh, go go see go see Lady Bird, go see Lady Bird. And so it's like, all right, it, it seemed interesting enough, but like like watching what it was, it's like, oh, this is like another like interesting. Um, I guess you could say like period piece of a time of, of another like growing coming of age story. Mm-hmm. And then like what, what just like kind of like I don't say broke me, but it just like brought me to a halt was the very end of, of, of just like her, her, her making that realization, like like having her arc come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that moment just just like she, she spends so much time just just hating Sacramento. Mm hmm. Like being raised in a Catholic school and the same um, poor household, mm-hmm. or for struggling parents, and and just like having the ability to to be away from all that, just just <laughs> rem- reminded me so much of like what w- what may happen with f- my own personal life. Just, just hmm. like I, I, I just just imagining like like once once I move away from um, where I'm at right now in Ohio, it's it's, it's like I, I like I've spent over a decade in. Ohio in, in Columbus and just just thinking about like well I'm gonna miss this dingy sh- shithole but you know what <laughs> it was, it was my, my own shithole. exactly <laughs> that's that's the other thing about this movie is that and it's it's like a, a the adolescence of a young white female but what I've heard from from I'm, you know obviously having been a young white female myself I can't speak as much to this but I what I've heard from other people is that despite that that very specific experience it's relatable Exactly, yeah. Is that, you know, most people who've been through... Well, most people I've talked to who have seen this movie and who have been through adolescence can find something to relate to in this character. Exactly, and, and, and like, I, I saw so much of your sister yeah, in this it, character. Yeah, for me it wasn't me, but it was definitely my family. Um, like, uh, my sister just recently... Uh, well, she's applying to, to PhDs right now, and we're really, we're really proud of her and stuff, but... During, like right now and during her undergrad search, she had kind of these same kind of conflicts where it's like she wants to go to a, a big expensive school and she wants to go to a big city because she wants to like go out and, you know, chase her dreams and all that stuff. But She my, doesn't care about lo- doing loans. Like, oh, it's right. expected. But and my, all that, my yeah. parents had all these concerns because, it, mm-hmm. you know, the money it might cost, but she just wanted to, to chase her dreams and, you know, wanted to, you know, accept go the Go to New York or and, Chicago. Yeah. Or and big like, cities. just go for it. But, you know, they, they did get into to conflicts a lot about this and just the... The, the the pitter patter between the mother yes. and the daughter, where we're just like be at, be at each other's throats for like one minute, and then like a minute later, it's like, oh, it's pretty, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's, yes. that's a real nice hat. Because Ooh, my yeah. mom and my sister both love very girly things, and so do uh, Saoirse Ronan's character and her mom, Laurie like, Metcalf. Yeah, they're yeah. in the middle of fighting at a dress shop, and you know, it's like they they see something they like, and they turn on a dime, and then they then mm-hmm. they, they they gush over the dress for a few seconds, and like that was that was so much like my family experience, and then there's the then there's the the whole dynamic where they're they're poor-ish, but they also go to a school with you know there's a lot of privilege. And like me and my sister went to a private school, so there's that. We, you know we were moving paycheck to paycheck because my parents spent their money like on tuition. 
for this private school. So right. there's there's the feeling of like being disprivileged, even though comparatively you're well off, but you know you're around these other kids ha having that kind of, kind of sort of shame about it too, yes. where it's like, oh, you're 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 a cool rich friend that you're yeah. that, that you have, and it's it's like, oh, they're coming to your place, and it's yes. like, yeah, oh god, like I, this isn't my place. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like skews your adolescent perspective, like you're you're ashamed of your upbringing, even though it's it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't you know? matter at all in the end, but, but you know, I just mean, just like in that moment, it's like, oh gosh, they have so much more than me. Yes. I mean, obviously, that's very particular to my experience, but I imagine like many other people have experienced like so like something like that when they're confronted with like economic difference or like moving away from home or just adolescence in general. You know, it's a relatable movie, I think. Exactly, and it also mm -hmm. uh, oh gosh, Timothy Charlemagne or Charlemagne <laughs> Charlemagne. Charlemagne. I thought we agreed. <laughs> I thought we agreed on him Saruman. being the Dark Lord. Damn it! Okay. Timothy Saruman. Timothy Charlemagne. Date with with a giant tower with a burning eye in it, and it doesn't go well, as you might imagine. No, no, like it it, it ended, you know, pretty quickly. She does see a one-eyed monster. That's a, that, and that's the reason why they broke up in uh, Call Me by Your Name. Because she sees his one-eyed monster. Monsters. Exactly. Too busy with that peach. <laughs> God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand like why everyone was freaking out over that scene, but it was just like, I mean, it was well, a gross. okay, it was, it was a little weird and gross, no, I, but it's I, like I him I discovering his own sexuality. Yeah, I just thought that was funny because he he like breaks down crying afterwards, like I'm sick, and I'm like, no, you're just a horny kid, you'll fuck anything, it's fine. Exactly, and it's I like know. you see Army Hammer come in, and it's like, oh, what's this? Oh, let me take a bite out <laughs> of it, just, just to, to fuck be with weird him. about it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like <laughs> I I came I, I came it came in like uh, ten peaches before you came here today, so. <laughs> my morning ritual come in 10 peaches <laughs> exactly we're in italy we got to do something with all uh, these peaches yeah but uh, but uh back to later but, yeah he was uh, he was good as the douchebag kid in this one he's like yeah i'm full of like you know 14 year old ennui and sex doesn't mean anything and i just took mm. your virginity but i don't care because you're gonna be gone in you know 30 seconds or whatever i don't know that's mm. that's another like maybe relatable adolescent experience for some people is like having your virginity be like disappointing when you lose it i guess or not what yeah. you thought it was gonna be well it's, so. it's not a big moment to sing it's just yeah. like well that that, that sure happened, happened. <laughs> yeah i i like the other guy the uh oh the, 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 the ginger character. yeah Spoilers. Yeah, uh, which he well he's also in another oscar movie which we're gonna talk about in a bit oh gosh was um, he yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Three we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so I, I even Lady Bird. There is that element of um, that I enjoyed of seeing, like, oh yeah, this is my sister and my mom. They're just always fighting, mm -hmm. and then yeah. they just find something common to talk about. It's interesting. Yep. But um, I like I said, I enjoyed watching the movie. I didn't love it. I, I actually loved the other Saoirse Ronan uh, starring role uh, where she wants to go to another place, Brooklyn. I related to that movie way, way more. So you're and, the one uh, who saw that. Uh, me and uh, <laughs> at Keltar 93. I'll never forget it. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you, Jim. Uh, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan, is, this is her time, and uh, I'm happy for her, and I hope that she get, rises and gets more interesting roles than being the... Uh, I mean, I, I'm glad that this was Greta Gerwig directing it, right? That, that's one of the things. This is the second movie that I'm glad that a writer-director is getting her due because it's um, it's a female writer-director. She's a female auteur, and we, we don't have that much of that because exactly. of, you know, Hollywood stuff. And uh, uh, it's funny to me that there's a joke on Twitter and that made me laugh so much is that she was the... Uh, she was a... Not partner but you know writing partner for um 
what's his face? The guy who did uh, he who he worked with her, Francis Ha. I, I so I saw a tweet on uh, on uh, just making fun of the fact that Noah Baumbach's movies are all about jealousy and how not it's not being successful and it's just Lady Bird, Greta Gertwig's first directorial and solo uh, writing uh, movie and it grossed uh, 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 in one movie grossed more than all of his movies combined. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was another yeah, like a A twenty four joint too, which I'm, I'm quickly finding out that it's, it's, it's kind of like, oh, like A twenty four is behind it. Like, fuck yeah, I'll watch that film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, A twenty four has been great. I've been uh, uh, like, you know, uh, you know, taking notice of them since twenty fifteen. It's like they've been rising up, and they've, they're the ones who took care of uh, Moonlight, which made me really happy. Moonlight, like, Twentieth Century yeah. Women, um, Free Fire, another like favorite film of mine from last year this one as well really yeah that's cool i i it's something about like free fire it just 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 like really like it was just real my speed it was, it was a period piece but also it was like a like a long drawn-out battle of a whole bunch of conflicts going on and it, it was like there was a lot of comedy there involved too because you know like bullets bullets matter bullet wounds matter there Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of Free Fire. Yeah, just like everyone's in pain and dying. Oh yeah. Speaking of Army Hammer, huh? <laughs> oh exactly. Oh oh, that that was another amazing point I I, I made with uh, Sarah earlier in the week after we saw Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's very um, oh how you say attractive. Um, <laughs> oh, f- f- of course. But no, no, no. Like he, he was very much like yeah, he, he's in a homosexual relationship in Call Me by Your Name. But if you watch Free Fire, he's the one who said um, the uh, lowercase f word. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! Yeah, he, he, that that was him in, in uh, Free Fire who said that. Oh no! Yeah, that was bad. Army Hammer, the duality of man. Army Hammer is the like whenever you open the dictionary and you see duality of man, you see Army <laughs> Hammer's face. I laughed at the the credits of Free Fire because I didn't think Army Hammer was a real person's name. (laughs) Oh, no. It's a real name, and I've been noticing that since uh, the social network. Since uh, uh, the Lone Ranger. He was the titular Lone Ranger. It's like, bro, your parents... What's what's that movie? I don't know that movie. That movie, that large movie that almost bankrupted one of the Disney studios. I don't know that movie. No. I I think you're thinking of John Carter. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice so carter would uh, struck on earth and then earth people lived and then people t- because they're naked so they needed clothes wait, wait. phantom thread i got one carter rhymes phantom with, thread. carter rhymes with sartor yes. sartorial phantom thread let's go uh nice nice i love this <laughs> there I, we go i mean uh so yeah uh segueing i mean before we could completely segue into uh King Thread, I mean Phantom yeah. Thread. Yeah. God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so is there it. anything else like, you want to talk about, like Lady Bird? Um, nothing that might involve spoilers, but I just find, find like, okay, this is spoilers, but... You spoiled just, some of it already. Yeah, like, the, the, the ginger the ginger in the film, um, her, like, uh, Lady Bird's first um, boyfriend, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, gosh, her and her best friend just, just like, walk into the bathroom accidentally and, and finds out, like, oh... Her boyfriend's gay. Yeah. And then it was just like a, such a pleasant relationship afterward where it's like, oh, you lied to me. And it's like, I, I thought you were straight and all that. But then like he started breaking down crying because it's like, I don't want my family to know they're, they're rich and white and privileged and all that. And like, I, I don't want anyone to know about this. And she's just like right away. She just automatically comforts him. It's yeah. just like, you know what? My feelings are valid, but his matter more right now. 
I think you know part of this is probably because like it's a it's set in a different time period than Calling by Your Name. But I think it's a good point of comparison. Early two thousands. Oh yeah. Yeah, is because <clears throat> I don't know the Saoirse Ronan's character just I don't know immediately understands what's happening and you know comforts this kid, whereas you know Timothy Saruman in Calling <laughs> by Your Name has a relationship with a young woman, but you know is. I don't know, kind of cheating on her with with the uh, the grad with, student, with, uh, Mr. Hammer, and yeah. doesn't seem to care about her feelings nearly as much as um as this kid does with Saoirse Ronan. So that's I don't know, that's good, kind of an interesting counterpoint. Exactly, and that was the other part of uh, Call Me by Your Name, where like at, at the very end with uh, Michael uh, Stroboller, Stroberg, Stuhlberg, Stuhlberg, Stuhlberg. Okay, but yeah. just like <laughs> with his character, Army Army Hammer and Timothy, like they're like. All the women that 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 are, that, that are intru- into them, or, or like um, married, or soon to be married, or had a relationship with previously, kind of sidelined. They're they're they're, they're big time. They're yeah. Kind of sidelined and just turned into beards. Yeah. Because the, the, like um, the the professor's character just just has this like a big big piece and saying like, I know what you did there, buddy. I did it too. I did it. Like I, I came close. I wish I came close, but you know that that's that's just how it is. It calls into relation to calls into question his whole relationship with his mom. Exactly. Which is like okay, so this you know. It's like I, I'm 18 years right? old, and like I, now I know that my my parents' marriage is kind of a lie. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. And they they come into this revelation at the end of the movie and never like really touch on it because exactly. Have time. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of uh, <laughs> toxic relationships. Yes. Literally toxic. toxic. Thread. Phantom thread. Oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's that that that's what I meant. Another pun. <laughs> I, I, I kind of really like this one too. I did. Like I, again, this isn't not my cup of tea. Yes, I type think of film. It's, it's for it's for. Oh, uh, cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But no, like a, like a period piece about um, English white people. Mm-hmm. And just, just like I don't fashion care. Scene. It was, yeah, it was but the 40s. I mean, it's made yeah, by freaking Paul Thomas Anderson. You know it's exactly. Like, yeah. Wait. Wait, what? Why are you making a movie about a fashion designer in London? Like for me, when I heard first heard about the movie, I'm like, because you know I know PTA, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a movie. It's <laughs> gonna be intrigue. There's gonna be a lot of twists and turns. But then I saw this movie, I'm like, huh, huh, mm. interesting. Okay, let's let's, let's 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 see what you're doing here, buddy. Okay. But yeah, no. Um, this is the other movie. Where I'm like, yeah, this could have been shorter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, there were several scenes where we're just like it's it's, it's it's you already established that he he's a dick and he's a controlling jerk who who may be autistic. Yeah, that, but... that was the thing about this movie is they kind of they kind of code him in a really interesting way, which is I mean the whole the whole you know turning point in the movie is like he's he's very straight apparently you know the, the she's worried about getting into a relationship with him or he's worried about getting into a relationship with her because he knows he'll cheat, but. He's, he has this conversation with her, you know, he'd never, he'd never get married because he says um, it, he wouldn't be truthful to the woman. But I was sitting there thinking that he's not talking about cheating, he's talking about that he wouldn't be truthful because he's actually gay. That's what I thought this whole point, mm-hmm. the whole point of the movie was going to be. Because, I don't know, they code him in an... Inf- oh, I just, I just thought he was just a workaholic who just, who's a selfish workaholic who... He, he uh, who would be, uh, I mean, it's obvious from the movie, it would have uh, such an infatuation with something, but then mm. when, when the infatuation goes away and then he actually goes to what he actually loves doing, the, the infatuation, you know, tries and tries and tries. I, I loved it. It's like they set it up in the beginning when his uh, previous, previous muse, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, tried to get him, and she was like, uh, I can't, and she just left. This one is just as obsessive as him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this. It, technically, we're going to spoil the movie because. Oh, yeah. uh, it's hard not tec- to. It's very hard not to. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's like, it's just like, oh, no, you're going to be mine, and just fucking poisons him, and then. Mm-hmm infatuation comes in and then he realizes that she's the one, like at the end when he realizes that she's the one poisoning him and it's like it's a new infatuation and it's just a cy- cycle of toxicity and i'm like what is go- what is going on <laughs> literal toxicity yes <laughs> yes yeah mm-hmm. um i i honestly think it's plot because it's called phantom thread uh like the clothing would play more a part of it i'm like maybe i'm an idiot i don't know i think the title more had to do about um his mother appearing out of nowhere there's there's a little bit of that i think i think the the clothing is also kind of metaphorical for one thing for one thing it's his work for another thing he hides things in the clothing like he Mm -hmm. hides messages in there there's like there's like you know the phantom thread in in the clothing itself that has you know his hidden desires and his hidden messages for another thing it's it's kind of like a metaphor for his like unrelenting you know desire for perfection because I don't know, that's, that's another thing that made me think he was gay. It's like he sees this this lovely woman, but he's not so much obsessed with her from a romantic perspective. He like immediately brings her to his country home and does and takes her measurements. And they're not they're not wants like, to make a dress out of her. Yes, yeah. they're not they're not like the the classic like you know American beauty ideal of of that time, which would have been like you know thirty six twenty four thirty six. They're they're a little off. I think you know maybe like thirty one twenty seven. It doesn't matter. But the point is. Um, he, she thinks he's criticizing her for having these these different measurements for having and, small boobs. And it like, turns it's out, like no, like I actually love that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so it's like that made me think like maybe he's not obsessed with like traditional female beauty. Maybe he's just interested in making like you know cool art, like cool dresses. Right. Which is another thing that made me think you know maybe they were coding him as gay or something, and that was going to be the twist of the movie. But I also thought he was he was coded maybe sort of autistically because of how into his work he was and how how you know the amount of technical knowledge that he had and the 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 routines that he really liked and really you know just you know disliked having them disturbed um but i don't know it seems it seems like they kind of wrote that in there and then didn't do much with it that wasn't the point of the movie oh i think it's not him not being interested in women not because uh he's uh, uh, uh you know not straight gay but... <laughs> oh, wow wow Way to be mature, Robert. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am recording in my underwear right now. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. It's sexy. I can confirm. Um, me too. <laughs> I'm a PJ. It's fine. Oh, my God. Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, what was he going to say? Goddamn. <laughs> He's not gay. Uh, Daniel D. Lewis in his underwear. Sick. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's oh, yeah. PJ. Oh, yeah. Really. Oh, that, good segue. Too bad. It might be cut <laughs> off uh, in, the, in the editing. But anyways, cut off like uh, those mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Really bad here. But yeah, um, <laughs> no, I think no, I think it's him. Like the movie is not showing like oh his his disinterest in women, not as because his uh, his orientation, mm-hmm. but because of his just nature as a human being. Right. I mean, you see, I mean, uh, I know a lot of guys just like that. You know, just like they're not exactly autistic, but they have their own habits that they like, mm-hmm. and they're just really either just not interested in women at all, or just have a slight interest in them. Not because oh, I'm that's my orientation, but I'm interested in the women right now in front mm-hmm. of me. So it's it's more to do with, like you see a fork in a road and you see you either choose like romance or career, and it's, it's like fuck that career all the way. Yeah. 
and it's like it's yeah it's, like i said it's just i think it's just his just an infatuation like i said i said infatuation so many times but mm-hmm. i think that's what it is it's like at the moment i'm like oh i want this so badly right now and then the next day it's like eh, i don't want it yeah. right just you know he seemed like a person who would you know treat women like objects like quite literally objects where right. it's just like ah, i'm done using it um get rid of it right kind of thing that's, that's, like that's a child, a... I'm like, I'm done playing with a toy. Bye. Mm-hmm. Well, also done like forever. A, also like a mannequin on which he can construct his art. You know, exactly. like literally a mannequin. That's like the first thing like they do. Which on is their also date. an object. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the, in that respect, I, I thought that this this movie was also kind of like an interesting exploration of maybe like a female power fantasy is what I was talking about with Robert mm-hmm. when we had to discuss it. Which is, I think, maybe like where the the popular myth of like you know women falling for bad boys comes from. It's it's not that like women are inherently attracted to that character. It's that, like, if you if you can use your feminine wiles to win over a man who is so, like, absorbed in something other than you and make him come over to you, that that in itself is kind of a female power fantasy. Like, that's, you know, kind of some of huh. the, I don't know, maybe rudimentary psychology, you know, attempts to explain why people like shit like Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of that in this, but it was, I don't know, it was, it, I mean, it was a, little, a little less, like, you know, pure fun and more a little, like, you know, darker. You, you, you two assholes are made for each other. Yes. Yeah. And the- I mean, uh, spe- like, I mean, the idea that uh, people who it's impossible to, uh, you know, win over. I mean, that's that's in a lot of. Mo- that's actually one of the things that I enjoyed in the movie. It's that usually it's the guy who's trying to win over the girl. It's mm-hmm. like, and then she's pretty or whatever, and it's like, no, it's the opposite. And it's uh, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch Daniel Day Lewis, not acting, but acting. I mean, so he's still playing like a char- another character of like oh, oh you are like a net negative man here or yeah, there's yeah. Not, not not a lot of redeeming qualities no. you, you have to have a woman like bring out the good qualities in you that's the other thing too is so much of this movie is just communicated through just like like looks you know everyone like looks at each other dramatically and like cocks an eyebrow but it's like it's not much but it's they they put so much into it and you understand what they mean by that and i think i think that was kind of the you know the best thing about the Oh, the actress's character. The the, the lead actress. Um, Vicky... Alma. Alma was oh, her name. Okay. What was the character's Character's name, Alma. Is that they spend the first half of the movie kind of like setting up their, their meeting and their kind of like quote-unquote romance. And it's just communicated... She communicates like mostly through these looks. And I'm kind of waiting for her to display a little more agency because it's the kind of movie where you know she's gonna at some point. There's... She spends most of that first half just kind of like just going along with the weird shit that he wants to do. And then, yeah, it, was, it was a real like daddy daughter relationship for early yeah. on because it was just like him like uh, directing her mm-hmm. what her, what what she should do. Mm-hmm. And then by the by the second act, she comes into her own with the with the mushrooms, and she's she knows what she oh, wants yeah. to do, and she knows how she's gonna do it. And that that was really interesting to watch. I like the sister too. Oh, uh, Cyril. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she was good. Um, because they had that that sort of like she, weird... she is the one who was nominated for the Oscar, by the way, not uh, Alma. Oh, damn okay. okay that makes sense kind of um, that upsets me because i'm like she's not the focus of the movie she's not her character was good though i also like a, really like liked... a really curt british lady yeah and it, they had they, she had sort of a weird codependent relationship with the guy with mm-hmm. daniel day lewis because she was enabling all his like you know set in stone habits and, and she would take care of the, the emotional and financial baggage mm-hmm. He'd and just it, create the uh, artistic yeah. measures of it. And yeah. there was also the implication that like she'd sacrifice her own personal life for his ventures, which I which I love the way they introduced her, where um, Alma is asking him about about his sister, like the the thing where 
where he couldn't touch a bridal dress. Or no, a young woman couldn't touch a bridal dress or she'd never be married. So Cyril made the bridal dress for his mother. And then um, Alma, and then he kind of trails off and doesn't finish the story. And Alma asks, you know, what happened to the sister? Did she ever marry? And um, and he's like, no, of course Cyril didn't marry. And then we'd, we'd seen the sister in scenes beforehand, but she wasn't named. So then Cyril comes in while, while he's dressing Alma like a mannequin. And then he's like, oh, hi, Cyril. So he understands that this is this Yeah, is like a Cyril. minute later, yeah. You know, the, the, the woman he was speaking with in the opening scenes, who was who was by his side and acting as his, you know, his secretary, his manager, all these other roles, mm -hmm. is Cyril. And she never married, presumably because she sacrificed her personal life for this man. So, yeah, that, I don't know. The brother and sister have this, like, kind of, like, kind of have like, their own little language, too. What yes. we see where you're like, oh, like, uh, are you going to the countryside? implying that you might find like another muse yes and she knows exactly when to get rid of them exactly when he's right. bored of them and she, she knows exactly how to manage them so they don't disturb his daily routine mm -hmm. like they got that weird codependent thing going on yeah this was like a, a well-made movie but uh and it's like it's very interesting but like i said it needs to be a little bit just a little bit shorter a little bit <laughs> i think it's also for a very particular audience too <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, people, people uh, who like period people. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, no. Don't worry about it. It's uh, I was interrupting you too. But yeah, no. It's this. this, this uh, Matt J. Like really liked this movie. Like really okay. liked. That's, like that's all. That's Matt, all I, I was gonna J say. That's it. Laser time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that guy. Ah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was a good film. But uh, again, it's it's one of those like watch once and like you know what I'm good for the next like. 50 years yeah yeah it's because wow. it was a one-time experience right right i'm glad i saw it but it's like I'm, I'm i'm good it's not something you watch for fun again exactly <laughs> just just like the post <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna make a dumb segue it's like <laughs> hey daniel day lewis is gonna retire but you know who's not gonna retire tom, tom hanks. hanks's accent yeah <laughs> oh god yeah oh man i'm gonna <sighs> this movie ah <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 very much like a, a well-meaning film that just like you know what this is gonna be played in a bunch of high school classrooms. Yeah, it's important. With teachers who don't. Yeah. Want to you, you know when I just said, oh, I liked uh, how Dan Day Lewis wasn't acting. acting? Everybody yeah. in the movie is this. Every everybody in the movie is acting. They very much are <laughs> acting. Oh, like one of my favorite like little bits of minutia was uh we, we saw Bob Owen and Kirk. And uh, David Cross, yeah. <laughs> together in this film, in, in this serious period piece film about the Washington Times, about fucking journalism, you have like two fucking dudes who, hey, who was hey, on, on a hey, show from the nineties. What? Washington Post, please. <sighs> <laughs> That's the name of the movie, man. You made a mistake. I gotta correct it. He anyway. called the Washington Times. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry. My brain just autocorrected for him. I guess I didn't even notice. That. Thank you for interrupting the story. But like you know, like, they started like a, a dumb comedy show together, and now they're on the Washington Post. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> that sure is the name of the movie. Was it worth it, Aziz? He got to feel one hundred percent. Pedantic motherfucker. Yeah. So anyway, the Post. <laughs> Meryl Streep was also in the film, and she was this uh, heiress to the Washington Post um, magazine. 
I'm waiting for you to correct me, goddammit. Come on. Say, say everything wrong. Uh, no, you, 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 you're doing it intentionally. It's not fun anymore. <sighs> Fine, okay. I'm, happy, I'm having more fun with this than the movie. Damn. Tell me how you really feel. No, but uh, oh, Meryl Streep played uh, the heiress of the Washington feel. Post. Uh, her father bequeathed it to um, her husband. The husband died. They're real, like, uh, real involved with, with uh, American politics. You know, buddy buddy with uh, JFK and Robert McNamara. And you know, eventually, that like comes to a head in the film, where it's it's like you're you're really buddy buddy with all these political figures who you know govern the uh, state that you're in. But you know, like that, that was more more or less the, the main conflict there. On, on, on top of like finding the uh, secret legal documents to to reveal, like, oh, United States have been doing some bad shit in Vietnam. Yeah, and it's just more matter of just like getting that stuff published. And it's it's like, it's like yeah, there's some nice performances in there. And it's 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 a, it's a nice like Wikipedia retelling of like, oh, Nixon took took uh, the Washington Post and the New York times <laughs> to court and and uh the newspapers won okay all right cool that's fine that's nice and it, it, it's, it's yeah just, it, it no, just feels honestly, like a, year, you know like a bi-yearly out. film of like hey journalism's journalism is important but yeah. this year especially because we have a lot of coded uh dog whistle language involved yeah. saying like hey wasn't it weird that when, when, when we had like an asshole for a president <laughs> They sure they didn't like journalism. What a coincidence! Yeah, exactly. Uh, good. Uh, anyway, so you know, honestly, <laughs> my Rodney, okay. Rodney Dangerfield tugging the collar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I just did. Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, what's the worst part of the movie for me? It's spoilers, but not really. Is that when they're like, uh, there's a police officer, and he and he's like, "There's something happening in the Watergate Hotel," and I'm like, "Oh, oh are yeah. you kidding me? So oh silly. my god!" So you're just saying the movie just said, "Oh yeah, by the way, there's actually a more interesting story at the end of the movie," and just ended there. Oh, it's a big teaser for like all of the president's men to lead into that, and it's it's, it's it, it just very much felt like if if the post was a blockbuster superhero movie. This would have been the stinger to yeah. lead into all the president's men. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just. Uh... I love Steven. Look, okay, I'm going to give one positive thing to say about the movie. <laughs> Steven Spielberg does this amazing thing. I don't know, uh, because, uh, again, I'm a, um, I'm that nerd who is like, oh, this is shot as like this, shot as like that. Do he? And it's like he's always done this in his career. It's like he, he transforms from a close-up to uh, a white in a very seamless way, and it feels natural and a lot of times mm -hmm. i'm like yeah that's cool that's cool steven that he did that okay continue on with this boring <laughs> movie great <laughs> yeah directing was fine you know you know like it's, it's spielberg and all that but you know the extra script was like all right um all right what's next Actually, that's one of the things that i was gonna say that's positive it's like the script itself wasn't phenomenal but it's uh picked up from the blacklist for by a 31 year old uh, female and she got mm -hmm. super famous because of the movie and i'm like you know what i'm happy for her you know like if, if they're ever gonna like make more like mediocre scripts and it's like i'm, I'm glad it's it's not like another white dude so mm -hmm. that's fine yeah, there's, there's already so many so it's like ah oh, just just go ahead if you're gonna keep on making yeah. these like period pieces, just 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 do that. Just like ho hopefully one one out of one hundred of these scripts will be you know, like interesting enough to like offer a different perspective. Yeah, but this is not this one, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be like another like Spielberg film where it's just it's like oh yeah he did that too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's another Lincoln. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, the post is more interesting than Lincoln, to be honest. Spe Ooh. Speaking of a movie with Daniel Day Lewis. 
Damn, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Lincoln is... <sighs> Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln sure. is Lincoln. Uh, this movie. It, Anyways, it, it, it seems like a, that year's darkest hour. <laughs> no, it's better than darkest hour for sure. Uh, well, it still follows like one guy through like a time, yeah. through like a, a time, like a range yeah. of time. It's, it's still better. Like no, um, that I actually no, it wasn't the same year. But no, the Imitation Game is more closer to the darkest darkest hour than. Mm. Uh, yeah, the yeah, uh, Combatch. Yay. Yeah, but I mean, man. at least Imitation Game is about uh, an interesting figure that nobody yeah. has heard of before. Exactly, That's yeah. It. Just like a pin yeah. figures. Well, well, just, just like, a, like an interesting story to tell. Like, yeah, you know, like the actual execution was. was like, eh, this could have been better, but like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It's important but film to like, you know, reference to. It's like, okay, I want to get to know this person, but yeah. also experience like a film. Yeah, the, the content carried that one a lot. I exactly. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know what's a better period piece movie? Um, the Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, no, Three Billboards. That's how it is. Oh, no, I'm joking. Shape getting... of Water. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean the uh, Amazonian f- um, fish prince? Is yeah, real? the fish god. He, no, yeah, I he's mean, a real uh, historical figure. Don't you know that? No, I mean the creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean part two yeah. of the Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah. This time he gets laid. <laughs> this Hawkins. time it's personal. Yeah. Sally Hawkins gets her diving bell wrong. Oh, uh, that, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> How dare you? I had to bring that one up. Uh, Robert's little sister came over, and she had seen that movie, and she's, like, 19 years old, and she was, like, beat red trying to describe it to her parents, and I, I made that, I cracked that exact same joke, and she just goes, like, the reddest I've ever seen a human being go ever <laughs> in my life. So I had to bring that one up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? That's one of the things I do appreciate about the movie. Like, you know how I said the post was written by a female yep. and it's supposed it to be given a different perspective? Go. This was written by a... Okay, no offense to Del Toro. I love him, but he's just, <laughs> it's, this is just a fat Mexican nerd. <laughs> it's just like he, made, he made one of the more interesting perspectives about female... Uh, female you know. sexuality yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and like uh, dis- disability and also homosexuality too in a side yeah. plot. And also yeah. the uh, the the false veneer of the fifties a- oh, aesthetic. Yeah. The, yeah, the whole you know atomic age. The I don't know the the American dream. Like there's that there's that villain character that has everything that's like you know the the boilerplate American dream. But it turns out he's like the the angriest, most petty character in the film. Right. And like the characters on the margins are actually like leaving more fulfill leading more fulfilling lives mm-hmm. than he is. Michael know, Shannon's like, character. Oh, yeah. I really like the movie, but I actually have two major problems with it. And, yeah. Uh, one of them is a spoiler. Oh boy. It's like I, I I don't know if I'm an idiot or like or is just a, it's an actual problem. But why did they wait until the flood? Couldn't they just put him in the ocean in the middle of the movie and just be on with it? That's true. The rains, but... the rains had to come so that the 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 level in the docks would rise enough to to let no, him. No, I know that, out. but they yeah. could go to another point and just. Drop it didn't have to be the docks. Kind well, of thing. it would have been like... too shallow, maybe. Hmm. But still, like uh, water is water. You, you saw the pool in, in the secret facility. Well, like I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like he couldn't do much walking around on land in the movie. He had to be in the water most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I wonder if maybe they had to transport him to a beach that like he wouldn't be able to like walk around on the beach long enough to get in the water. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, maybe. but that's what that's that's my biggest problem with the movie, and it, it doesn't ruin the movie. But you know, the there's a there's a, a character in the movie, and I'm like, this every time I see it, I see them on screen, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually so surprised that she's acting that way, and Del Toro was written her that way, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, and it's like, 
she is written like the token black woman. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? That, that yeah. was strange. She's also nominated for an Oscar, too. I mean, she she I mean, wasn't that a, great in it. She's, okay, she's a good actress. Octavia but Spencer like, hey. is the African-American uh, Meryl Streep. She's going to be nominated yeah. for every role she's going to be in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's not her fault, the role that she played. I think it was just written right. weird. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was yeah. weird. Oh yeah, no, I put the blame more on Del Toro than yeah. her, but it's like, it's like I'm I'm I actually feel like that the type of woman that would be Octavia Spencer would be like, no, I'm not gonna play this kind of role, and it's right. like, it's I don't know, mm-hmm. it's I I I I expected better than her, but the rest of the cast, holy shit, they're yeah. all really yeah. good. Yeah, if I, Octavia Spencer, it, it seems like like I'm glad she's nominated for a role that doesn't involve doesn't involve her being a slave mm-hmm. oh, or, no, or like the cool. or like a maid or like some some so, maids, though except the white lady's a maid too so it's like, a, like a subservient role yeah. in, involved yeah but eh, okay you, you might be right never mind <laughs> they're both yeah. yeah shape of water is it's fantastic great. yeah it's, it's it's probably my second favorite oscar film really Up, interesting uh, <laughs> of this year for sure because yeah I don't know. I, I I don't know. Problems aside, it's probably my favorite. It's it. I don't know. Get Out is really really close, but I, don't oh, know. I keep freaking out. Get Out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's... Yeah. Well, because it, it was because it was like February, so it was a year ago. Everyone. Can... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Damn. I I, li- I really like Shape of Water, but it's like I have uh, not not a tons of not a lot of problems with it, but just enough to teether it away from really loving it. Yeah. But I... it's it's one of the most beautiful movies I've seen. It's like it, sh- it says a lot about society without needing to say about this it's like exactly uh, you you had del toro is having his cake and eating it too mm-hmm. with this where he like wants to like make make, make the look make the setting look amazing and it's like oh man wouldn't it be nice to live here but then also connor with with like oh um sally hawkins um neighbor is homosexual mm-hmm. and also he, he's trying to hit, hit on some guy at, at a down diner and you know, like that—that that reveals like, oh, the, the guy at the diner is—is is, you know, it's like, no, we we don't serve black people here. Get out of here, mm-hmm. black couple. And then you know, like he like after that, like uh, the the roommate that just just like admits, it's like I I am really attracted to you. Like, I, please go out with me, kind of thing. Aww. It's like, get the fuck out of here, you you, yeah. you, you lowercase f word, I guess. Yeah. He gets to use the atomic age aesthetic while also you know, like picking apart and pointing out its problems. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's 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 a real like. <laughs> bullshit thing yeah yeah it's the, the mo- this movie is the answer to was america great and should we make it great again <laughs> nope <laughs> not unless there's fish man yeah uh it's it, like uh, like uh the, honestly like i said it's one of the movies that um uh a lot of people don't like the element of it but i really appreciated it how they talked about like uh, sally hawkins uh uh, sexuality yeah. openly and I'm like that's that's something I've never seen in movies and I'm happy yeah. to see it. I'm like good on you Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, and, and honestly even though uh, in the next movie I'm going to talk about that's uh, uh, my favorite m- performance of the year but I think the most interesting performance of the year was made by Sally Hawkins. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, she, 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 it was far more comedic and, and like um, there, there's a lot of range to it. To the, in this one? In, in uh, Sally Hawkins. In Shape of Water. Yes. Shep's. Okay. I don't know what movie he's going to talk about next, but... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're going to talk about the Billboards uh, in a bit, oh, but I yeah, want to talk about Shape right. of Water more. Yes. we got a few more points about yes. it, yeah. 
Yeah, as I was uh, saying, her sexuality is just a normal part of her life. They experience like, exactly. They, they show it, and then they show it like there's like there's a scene where she's she's masturbating, and then she and then she goes immediately like to like boiling an egg, and this is between like a scene where she sets the egg timer and then goes and and picks it up and like you know peels it to eat. So it's like it's just like a very normal part of her everyday routine. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not it's not treated with any like particular like. I don't know, directorial yeah, disgust or, yeah. or anything like that. It's just, it's just, or, or, or even habits. worse, in my opinion, uh, the male gaze. Yes, no, exactly. No. I mean, you, you do see her you naked see her, here and there, but, naked, it's, but it's in reference to like, oh, she's she's banging, she's yeah. banging. There's that, and there's also, I mean, you. Could, it's a sympathetic light. Yes. Yeah, and then he does. He doesn't linger on her, like in disproportionately to as much as he lingers on the fish man either. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's kind of like that that story that's floating around where where D- Del Toro would keep a f- picture of the fish man's butt in his wallet while he was making this movie and he would show this picture of the fish man's butt to family and friends to make sure that to uh, to make sure that the butt was like you know round enough and and pretty enough that it was like meant to be attractive or whatever mm-hmm. he would he would he, like go out and look for these people's family and friends' opinions on the fish man's butt to make sure it looked nice <laughs> enough and also you know partially probably because Doug, Doug Jones has a notoriously flat ass. So it's very, very God. important. It's very important. Like, if you ever watch yeah, Star Trek yeah. Discovery, don't do it. But if you ever do, yeah, he, he plays the alien man on that where they just oh, flatten Star his Trek ass. Oh, Discovery is not that great, huh? No. I mean, uh, it's not what we're supposed to be talking about. Doug Jones is, is, is decent in that show, but he plays an alien where they make his ass even flatter so that he looks <laughs> more alien. So it's, hmm. it's, it's a show that needs, like, another season or two to be good. Because, like, it, it, yeah. it's, it's trying some real adventurous things. And it, it just feels like like I this is not what I wanted from like a, a Star Trek TV show. It has like, fifty years of like fan history and expectations weighing it down, and it wants to go places that it can't really go without upsetting people and being dumb. I think. Yeah, I like it, it, it involves too much of the mirror universe. Then they blow. Then oh. then, then they do do some things that are just like, oh, I, I guess we don't have a mirror universe anymore. Or the, the first part of the mirror universe was was good, I thought, but then they fall too much into the tropes of it, which was dumb. Especially oh yeah, there's there like all all these reveals and just like, okay, I guess so it's it's like it's, I'm it's I'm here for like a like interpersonal you know um, drama, not not so yeah. much like all, all, all these like bells and whistles for like a plot plot hooks. It if it, it, it veers too much in the. Uh, abrams verse yes like the first two films of the abrams verse where it's yeah. like they're just throwing plot at you plot at you yeah it apes the aesthetic and like it, it the discovery's best episode was a bottle episode yeah. with a with a harry mud yeah or it's, or it's just like uh them trying to like solve a puzzle yeah like a real speaking like speaking of bottles do you know yeah. what bottles contain <laughs> uh water water three wait no bottles can't contain water which is liquid three billboards in a bottle <laughs> Very carefully, maybe. Depends how big the bottle is. That's yeah, a really. good dumb segue. I just wish I used that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we have all our opinions uh, on Shape of Water. I don't any know. more because, opinions uh, on Shape of Water? I have one thing, and it's yes. like one of my favorite parts of the movie, yeah. is that how he held on to his hands, even though they're obviously rot- rotting. And oh, Michael like Shannon's smug. character, oh, the, the, the yeah. villain who's like uh, torturing the uh, fish man the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, for me, that's a perfect encapsulation of mm-hmm. America. It's like, it's not perfect, yet it's holding on to its shitty part so much, it's actually yes. affecting its uh, Its entire body, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's the best thing you can do is just fucking cut him off, which, which is what he did at the end. Yeah. But, <laughs> either way, he's dead. 
Fuck him. Rest in pieces. Yeah. Um, and honestly, actually, one last part. Uh, again, spoilers. I didn't like that it was that she was revived at the end. I'm like, um, really? I would have. I yeah. I loved the idea that it was like a tragic story. But I guess hey, if you want a happy ending, I'm, well, not, I'm not gonna blame it was you. It's supposed to be a fairy tale. It, That's it, how they it, introduced it. It's a fairy it tale, but also if you notice. Like she had nicks in her neck, be- yes. and it was because. Oh yeah, no, she, she I know. So, uh, I I actually predict- yeah. predicted from the moment I saw. The shit, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, yep, she's gonna be a fish. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, I did too. But I, I think I don't know. I think I think that's supposed to be like the fairy tale ending, and that's how they introduce it in the beginning of the film, where they have the the narration from her her painter roommate, where he he tells a story about a princess and she's dreaming and she's floating in water, and then. They kind of they kind of like drop the the fairy tale narration for the rest of the movie, and then they bring it back in that very last scene where the the princess you know right. rides off into the sunset with her first fish prince. Oh, uh-huh. the, okay, maybe okay. maybe it's actually a construct. It's not actually a happy ending, but it was made to be. Anyways, do you know what didn't um, have a happy ending? Three uh, bills oh, outside of Big Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Did you have an opinion? I had I had one more opinion about the shape of sure, water. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Um, it was it was about the painter. Uh, painter roommates yes who, who like uh oh gosh he, he's been trying to like get get uh his creations like uh more work for his creations but yeah. he didn't he didn't know like why he was fired or like yeah. why why his work was rejected yeah. so it was, it was another like, little hint at like oh they probably found out that he's gay oh yeah maybe. and it's, it's like i don't know i i don't know frank like uh they, they, they just wanted they, they wanted to change this thing it's like oh i i, I can change it real quick yeah, like I can change, you know, change, have more people more happy. It's just, 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 just give up, Frank. Yeah. It's not gonna work out. Yeah. Like that realization, and on top of like him going after the key lime pie guy at the diner, yeah. pining for his affection and like being rejected, eventually to... leads to like him realizing like, well, this mute lady's all I have in terms of like friends and family right now. So mm-hmm. I'll go on this big uh, heist film. Yeah. To you know, capture this uh, fishman dude. They kind of seem to tie the color of like lime green with with his arc and his his you know people rejecting him for being gay because they because they they want him to correct that painting. They want him to correct the jello from being yellow, not yellow, red to lime green. Right. And he does it and it's still not enough. And he's trying to to buy all these lime green pies from the guy at the diner and he does it, but it's not enough to to win you know mm-hmm. win over the guy, which is weird. I don't know. I just noticed that. Anyway, that was all my opinions. You know what else is green? Grass. You know what else grass has? Oh, no. oh, roads. You know what else roads have? Billboards. Sometimes three of them. Sometimes oh, three wow. billboards. Now, and now this is my favorite of the Oscar <laughs> p- pictures. Okay. Really? Okay. I, I don't know. Like yeah. The more I thought about this film, the more I'm like, there's a lot of great, great parts of it, but it's, it's just there's a lot of like little things that just hold it back for yeah. me. Yeah. I get, I understand completely, but it's my favorite. I loved, I just loved it to pieces. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I appreciate every single part of it. I appreciate the craft being behind it. I loved Francis McDormand. I really liked Sam Rockwell. I really liked what he, I liked. I, I, I know this is gonna be a controversial opinion to say about this, but mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't talk about police brutality in this movie because mm. I don't, I don't think this Martin McDonough would be the filmmaker to do it. You know. But oh, but that, that that was also my biggest point, so yeah. my biggest, biggest knockback of the film. We were like, they joke about it, and like but they don't really address it. You know, like they they, they, they you know, th- throw like the the, uh, the throw a bone to all, all the people who are like trying to fight it or like or who are against it, mm-hmm. and that's it. So they just joked about it and like moved on from it. And then they have one of the characters have like this redemption arc, even though yeah. 
even the, he wasn't he wasn't technically redeemed to but, be but 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 hold on like he's not redeemed but like he's realizing oh like i've been shitty like okay like i'm gonna apologize to the white guy that i, that I beat up not not the yeah. other black guy yeah. yeah yeah no that's that's one of the things that i'm like yeah the movie it doesn't acknowledge that oh he's a good character now the movie is like it's just, yeah, he's just a guy who is like, oh, no, I feel bad. No, I don't feel bad for being a shitty person. I feel bad for being shitty to this woman. That's it. And it's right. not about, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, that's what I think about the movie. is about. I don't think the movie signaled that, oh, he, they're good guys right now. I just, I think the movie, the only character that the movie thinks is good is the mom. Well, yeah. more sympathetic light to yeah. after, um, after fire. You, yeah. you want to delve into spoilers here? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to dance around it here and there. I mean, yeah, we have to. I mean, the thing is, though, about the three billboards, it's, uh, I mean, there's the main conceit that, oh, her daughter is uh, murdered and the police uh, don't care. And mm -hmm. then she's trying to get their attention by the three billboards. But then as you watch the movie, you realize it's like. Everyone's trying. Me, yeah, everyone's trying. Like, for me, that's one of the things I'm like. I, the reason why I didn't want uh, it to be about shitty police is because, first of all, there's two reasons. Because I don't think the movie would be if, – if it tackled it, it wouldn't be a nuanced take. And second of all, it would be like just a typical, oh, those evil authorities, ah, they, never, mm. they always get away from us. I think it's a more, I think it's a more uh, realistic and uh, – what's it called? Um, Down to earth? More harsh, harsh take that, yeah, it's – shit happens and we can't do anything about it there's a lot of un to... unresolved issues in the world like even yeah. in our personal lives and yeah. it's, it's answers we'll never ever get but yeah. it was it came down to like okay like she found someone who's willing to like embark on this mission with her and that's really all that matters like where she's seen someone who tries and like gives a shit who's willing to go yeah. go 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 the distance to uh do things with her and like try to resolve this issue and that like for me just seeing like i think um, because i'm i don't know why but i just gravitated to francis mcdormand's mother character motherly vibe it's mm. just being this uh tragic uh tech character i just really loved her maybe i'm just i just really love francis mcdormand <laughs> i'm so glad to see her in a role like all these years that nobody gave a shit about her and it's just mm -hmm. And I really, like, I loved her in Fargo. I loved her in Burn After Reading. And I'm like, <laughs> nobody's giving any two shits about her. And now she's she's probably going to win the Os that Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, she's she's a protagonist. and But, like, you see in, like, flashbacks where, where, where her interactions with her son and daughter, where it mm -hmm. wasn't entirely like she was a quote-unquote good mother no. she was she was trying but like it didn't really work out on top of like you know she had a tense relationship with, with the daughter which would if she would eventually be raped yeah. and murdered and you know setting up this entire movie but i don't know like, it, it, it just you know painted painted a story of, of like like a, like a far more like honest perspective on, on, on like a rural life in that area I, I didn't expect it from Martin McDonough, to say the least. I didn't expect a straight up like it, it's it, it's it's funny. A UK it's, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not not the no, no, not UK dude. It's like because he wrote uh, in Bruges and uh, Seven Psychopaths, and they're more of a jokey joke type of movies, and it's like they go to extreme lengths to like shake you, you know, shake your core. But this movie is 
just it's got some dark comedy to it yeah 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 but no but this movie is taking the plot very seriously it's like no this is a tragic story this is not about a mom taking revenge this is a mom grieving and i'm like i appreciate Mm -hmm. that more i i i I got i i didn't get what i expect but i actually appreciate the movie more because it didn't give me what i expect oh seven psychopaths right yeah Okay, Sam Rockwell and uh, Woody Harrelson were both in that film, and also in Three Billboards too. And then they're, they're both I mean, like like it, it, like real good uh, characters here. They're both nominated. I mean, it's not a coincidence that Martin McDonough <laughs> got them because he really liked their working with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're both nominated for Oscars, which is just strange. I thought Woody Harrelson would be nominated. That's that's strange to me. I didn't expect that. <laughs> it's like a dumb, jokey character. Like in every one of his films, it looks it seems like. But except for this one, where he plays like you know, you know, down on earth dude, and he like, oh gosh, spoiler time. When he does eventually like you know like die from cancer, well, cancer. Uh, well, sure, sure, well, Robert. He's he dying from, from cancer. 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 We, we took him to the farm up north, and he died from cancer there. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we took him out back with Flassie. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. Like it, I, I don't know. Like it, like. The way he, the note he wrote to uh, his wife. Oh, yeah. Where we're just painting out, it's like, you know, I'd rather have this this be your last memory of me rather than me slowly dying in front of you. And honestly, the movie, I think, uh, what's it called? Like, the movie, I don't know if the movie paints it as it is, but, or the character is like, Oh, it's unfair to uh, put the blame of death on Francis McDormand's character, which it actually kind of is. I think that was his last straw, saying, "You know what? I don't want to be distressed. This is gonna take too much of my health." And it's like Francis McDormand kind of accidentally killed uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, it's, yeah, no, I'm not sure he about that. But her in his note at all. Not, not really, but. But like, like she, she, no, no, no he, he actually like uh, there was a moment where like she, she wrote like like a letter to her, no, saying I know, like, I like know. He, here's I here, mean, here's he, like the next month's uh payment for the billboards. No, I know that, but I just thing. I do feel some part of it is like it's kind of her fault, a little, just a little. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was mostly it didn't to show, help, but you know. I, I mean I yeah. think it was mostly to show she's she's well I mean she's kind of harassing this cop because she believes that he directly can help her cause. But he's got his own life going on, you know. He's he's has his own struggles living in the same like tiny rural town, and you know, he's he's got his own problems to worry about. And then right. you know they they have that they have that little poignant scene between him and the wife and the kids, and then you know he offs himself, and then it becomes okay. How is this going to affect Francis McDormand's plot? So I don't I don't think it was so much that she directly had caused it, is that they they wrote it in there to show that. You know, everyone in this everyone in this little town is going through their own struggles, and it all ends up reflecting on her somehow. I don't. I she's don't, the one to blame because she's the one most right. directly associated to antagonizing them. That's the other thing is everyone else blamed her because he knew he knew that they would. But also, I think I think the point of partially the point of that scene was to say that it wasn't actually her fault. You know, he was dying of cancer; that she didn't do that. So, I don't know. That's yeah. you know, my my opinion respectable uh is there anything else you guys want to r- talk about or, you know add some points uh to any other other nominees oh gosh other all <laughs> any other uh, lasting thoughts on the post shape of water get out ladybird phantom thread call me by your name darkest hour dunkirk uh, yeah uh, i mean there are movies i really don't want to talk about ever again in my life in, in mm. that list 
Uh, but yeah, no. Um, like as I repeat, I was gonna say in the beginning of the movie after reflecting on it. Yeah, um, even though there's a really a lot of movies that I'm pushing for, I'm like, yeah, these are really good movies. But in the end, it's like not a lot of them. I'm like, yeah, these movies I'm gonna, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just gonna recommend forever of that. Yeah, these are good movies, but not, or even great actually movies, but not excellent and like whole. I'm gonna. I love this. I'm talk. I'm gonna talk about something for the Criterion collection, or like a list of like iconic films. Actually, I think I'm. I'm predicting this. I'm not. I'm not not sure if I'm right, but I'm predicting this. Get Out is gonna be in the Criterion collection. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds about right. But um, oh yeah, I was just thinking like, do you guys want to do like a top three? What's what's your uh, top three of the nine listed here? Would you say? Because I I, you you I've got mine right now. Um, I'd say number one is Lady Bird for me. Then probably like number two and two and three are like so tied because like I, I keep forgetting about Get Out. But uh, Shape of Water and Get Out, those two cool. like they, they they like it depends on my my feeling for the day. That it's like it's like oh yeah, Get Out's number two or like no Shape of Water is it's some good qualities here. They don't say like that. That's number two. But um, what about you, sir? Um. I, the same, but in a different order. And I think part of that's just because my my preference in movie genre, which is um, Shape of Water first, Get Out second, and Lady Bird third. So. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, for me, uh, I, I'm I'm not saying this sarcastically, uh, but yeah, no, for me, I, I agree with two of these: Get Out and Shape mm-hmm. of Water. I think they're equal in my mind, but right. edges what edges them above a little bit is three billboards for me. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I mean, it's it's still like a a good film. But there's just some elements where it's like, this didn't really gel well for me. I mean, yeah, this is one of the movies where, like, when I said the movie, when a movie, you know, is boldly saying something, this is a movie mm. is very, very bold in stating something. Right. Yeah. I don't know, like, maybe I just need to hear more more takes on it. Uh, I think, uh, I don't, I honestly, uh, uh, to be honest, I think this is the most important take of the, this podcast is the most important take. <laughs> On the Oscar movies, so well, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll call Mr. President. Let, let him know. Jeez, oh, don't. <laughs> not this one, please. Any other one, but not oh. even b- dig up the dead ones. Even and tell them. go call Obama. Call go go for Reagan. Yeah. I, I'd actually Hello. love to call Obama. He seems like a cool dude. Call Oprah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Oh, speaking of Oprah, I just saw a video with uh, Graham Norton uh, interviewing oh uh, Daniel Kaluuya, and he said he hugged Oprah, and she it was the most amazing thing he ever did, and that made me <laughs> laugh. Oh, the, the leading actor in uh, Get Out, Danny Kaluuya. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, oh, there's there's one more thing I want to talk about, the three billboards that kind of like, you know, maybe a little sure. uneasy. I don't say sure. uneasy, but just like underutilized. It was Peter Dinklage. I, yeah. I, I just like it's like was was he why do you take this film because it seems like everyone was just like shitting on him the, the entire time. I think it's kind of the same the same deal with um, uh, Woody Harrelson's character where it's like there's there's um, Francis McDormand's plot obviously is the main thing but then each each individual person has their own kind of thing they're dealing with in this town. Yeah, like, exactly. Like what you said just a second okay. ago. Everybody has their own world, and Francis McDormand's so wrapped up, it's just not noticing this perfectly nice guy. Well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's nice guy or, you know, nice guy. <laughs> I think, I don't know. He's, he came across a little pervy to me, but, like, ultimately with good intentions. Good intentions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, like, that's another thing, too. The, mm. the dinner scene where, where they came to the conclusion of, like, wait, 
violence won't solve this issue. Right. It won't bring bring me back my daughter. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, you see her and Sam Rockwell in a car going to maybe kill this one dude oh, who yeah. may be their rapist or maybe be, maybe he's probably a like rapist. A, a rapist. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so I guess violence is the answer? Well, I think I think it's kind of like the end of Inception where you don't know whether they do or they don't do it. You but know, still, you don't like, know whether it, the top falls or not. It's I think I think it's meant to it's meant to be up to you to decide whether they go or they don't. But you know they have it early where they like she kind of like learns that lesson. It's like oh well let's not do that then. I think no, I think, I, I think in- uh, it's like oh violence is not the answer this time. <laughs> okay, so it's case by case basis. Okay. Yes, well, I mean exactly, man. <laughs> I yeah, exactly, know. man. The world is not black and white, bro. Uh-huh. Well, well. I think I think that's her husband. The... Her ex husband was also like a piece of shit that like almost yeah. choked her to the death and like beat yeah. her multiple times. And like dates like a seventeen year old. Oh shit! Yep. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So they like it, it's it's I don't say it's equal playing field play, play, equal playing field with like a violent rapist. No, but, no, like, it, it's, no. it's it's. It's close. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. I think that's where they're they, they're meant to introduce the hesitation in her, so that they set up that final driving scene, that, and they say, "Well, she could turn back now, and maybe she does. Yeah. We don't know." Okay. Yeah. So otherwise, otherwise, if they just go straight to that scene where where she could turn back, it's like, well, why would she? Why would she want to turn back now? She spent this whole movie being like a rip roaring rampage of revenge, and she's like, <laughs> "Why would she stop now?" But now they have that that hook for hesitation in there, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're going to wrap the podcast up. Do you guys have anything else to say or at the end of this hours-long podcast? Dear God, like if you made it this far, thank you. Let's just give you money. We love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah um, Robert, you. Uh, you actually joined a network recently. Do you want to puck that? Sure. Like uh, I, 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 joined, I joined Dylan Tierney and Travis Foster's uh, Patreon Um uh, the P and B Patreon, like I'm helping them out and producing my own show called uh, Level Select, where I'm just taking like a a level iconic or just the best level from a game, and just sitting with someone and talking about it. And, like, recently, we talked about um, Titanfall 2's um, ev- effect and cause with Reese Egner, and this upcoming one, I'm going to be talking about Wolfenstein: The Old Blood, the uh, DLC expansion standalone game for. Wolfenstein the New Order where it goes back in time and we're just talking about like one level one uh, chapter out of that I'm just uh, extrapolating from there it's 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 gonna be a good listen trust me I mean I, I trust that I listened to the Mass Effect Andromeda one which was you guys did a good job yeah we both decided like I think all four of us kind of decided with, uh, you know Kayla, Sarah mm-hmm. myself and Dylan decided like well we liked some of it, but it's it's probably not it's worth okay. it. It's not worth playing. Trust me. Uh, I mean, I had fun for it for the first twenty hours, and I'm like, nope, I hate this now. And then I just stopped. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of grinding. It didn't need to be as long as it was, or didn't need to have as much space and content as it was. I Glut. hate myself yeah. for saying space just now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was. I'm, I'm trying to find out what like word to introduce Kevin in, but you know, like it, it's just nothing's working. You know. Kevin. Oh no! Let's not. Let's how about let's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, Sarah, do you have anything to plug on your end? Nah. Sometimes I mean, sometimes I guess on equations. The, yeah, I'll plug in some equations. Uh, sometimes, sometimes engineering for life. The, yeah, bro. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to do that grad student life right now, and I really just do. I'm sometimes guest on the 
the PNB network shows lately. I've been on like two or two or three. We're talking about uh, the the next uh, Sonic adjacent meme that's going to go around. You've heard of oh, yeah. uh, the racist Ugandan Nichols, but uh, what if you heard of uh, bisexual Big the Cat? Yeah, yeah. So so I don't know. Just just listen to listen to the PNB network stuff. I don't know. I don't really have like a public social media, so don't really at me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I have other things to do with my time. Yeah, That's you you it. heard all of her yeah, hot much. takes, and you couldn't add. <laughs> at, you can't at her, nerds. So yeah, deal I with can't. It. You literally cannot. That's you can point. at me, um, and I can tell her about it. Yeah, um, tell my boyfriend. At twenty three breach on Twitter. Sarah I mean, if you want to follow me, like I, just, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I posted to repeat at twenty three breach. Well, yes. even even the nasty comments you guys have at me, just at Robert. <laughs> <laughs> All your friends have bad opinions. Yeah, just give me your profile picture, and you know, just in a, in a nice, beautiful <laughs> no. um, Arab man. No, just, be my uh, uh, profile picture. Just do brown face like Disney is doing right now with Aladdin. Oh jeez. God. Oh god. There's a story there I don't want to get into, or I kind of delved, delved into. You delved like into that, a brown face. <laughs> it, it was a little bit. It was, it was like for like a Halloween costume. <laughs> It's bad. Bobby. It's not it's not entirely brown face, but it, it it's kinda like kinda makes you go like hmm. How old were you? Young. Okay. I was living in Michigan, so it was for like between like first and kid, fourth you grade. Don't know any better, but it's like, exactly. like twenty one. It's like No, God no. Who am I dating? God no. Sarah. I, no. I gotta look at the photo. Who are you mother. dating? Hmm. Who am I dating? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Shit. It's a mystery man. It could be a get out situation right now, just... where it's actually a black guy inside of Ro- inside of Robert's body. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, yeah. I mean, is that why I'm so cool? <laughs> <laughs> Robert, you're, you're you're the coolest. Yeah. And it, All right. Wow. You're pretty cool. Wow, that is the most shruggiest of uh, compliment I've ever heard in my life. Good job. He's he's really bad with compliments. <laughs> yeah. Just t- just take it. Just take it. He, uh, as for me, if you've listened to the podcast, you know where to find me. But to reiterate, if you really don't like my opinions, <laughs> at me, at two, as in the number way, Jerry. Podca- uh, website is the same, www.2wayjerry.com, but you can't at me there. I disabled the comments because spam. Yeah, that happened. But anyways, thank you for listening to this, this special Talking Oscars episode. And have a wonderful day. Say, all right, guys, say bye. 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 And the Oscar goes to you. Say goodbye, remember me Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away I hold you in my heart I sing a secret song to you Each night we are apart Remember me Though I have to travel far Remember me Each time you hear a sad guitar Know that I'm with you The only way that I can be Until you're in my arms again Remember